Uh, he or she says, what's the easiest lure to use for brim? Okay, when it comes to brim fishing, there's that one lure, lure type, the wriggler tail. The, the wriggler tail is the easiest. A lot of the brands, a lot of the major brands have their own wriggler tail lures. For example, Squidgy have the Squidgy wriggler in 45 millimeter. The one in Bloodworm, that's how I pretty much started um, getting into brim fishing. That lure is what I started off on. That that that's pretty easy to use these days. Uh, the Z-Man uh, grubs two and a half inch, in you know all the popular colors: motor oil, uh, watermelon red, uh, bloodworm. You know a couple other colors as well. I any of the natural ones, if you're not confident in using those, the grubs. Yeah, the grub style. And now you know with the um, even with the what is it? The the Daiwa Bay junkies. They've got their own. They've got their own grub now too. So, so many choices on the market. Uh, pick your pick your favorite brand. Go for one of the natural colors. But if you want to use uh, one that I've been using a lot on my channel, the Z-Man Grubs in Watermelon Red, two and a half inch, you can't go wrong with that. Or if you want to use what a lot of people are using, the motor oil color also is very, very reliable, consistent and a proven performer in all conditions. All right, here we go. Let's, uh, that, that's the first question down. Okay, <laughs> we got something here. Let's just get rid of that comment there. Okay, um, let's keep going. So Nathan Davenport has got a question. He says, what is a good place to catch uh, squid off a boat? All right, so um, which system are you fishing, uh, Nathan? Okay, let's keep going down. So wait for him to get back to me on that one. All right, here we go. So Craig, uh, here we go. Craig, Craig's got something to, to ask. How, how the hell do you catch so many fish in the Georges? We can't catch anything um, decent. <laughs> well, I, I put a lot of time in. I can promise you that um, it's not easy sometimes. I, you know, I, I donut as much as, you know, everyone here. Um, I just, um, I, I guess if, if you put in a lot of time like I do and try to understand and put together um, bits and pieces and try to, you know, take, take something away from the sessions where you don't catch anything and also ask for advice, you know, read up on articles, you know, just everything. There's so many resources out there and, you know, the most important one, which is experience. If you keep doing something and you change it up, Eventually, you'll work out little pieces of the puzzle and put together something which improves your chance of success um, in future sessions. Now, in the Georges, for example, one very um, obvious, one very obvious um, kind of like trend is that after extremely heavy rains, you won't really catch any brim. You'll just see that there's plenty of eels around the place. You know that that's a very obvious pattern. If you if you if you do many many sessions on the Georges in a particular spot and suddenly there's been some crazy rain, you might find that to be true. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that you can learn, for example, in the Georgia. So when I see something like that, I pay attention to, you know, what, what the tide's doing. Sometimes the flow from the rains is so strong that you won't even notice that the tide is um, incoming because the water's pushing down from, you know, up in the mountains or wherever else it's coming down from, from the drains, and you look at the, you know, the color of the water and it looks like mud. And then if you don't get any bites, you don't see any bait, then that's, you know, make a mental note that, hey, maybe this spot's not so good. Um, 
after rains. But maybe downriver, that's a different story. So every 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 place along the river is different. But I find, especially for the Georges, it can really switch off after heavy rains. No, sometimes it switches on, um, but you know you got you pretty much got to be out there, especially at the 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 first onset of rains. That that does happen, but after prolonged um, fresh coming down into the into the rivers and then you know the salinity just drops, then suddenly that's you know that that's not the case anymore. I did um, say in a previous stream there was one time when I was fishing on the Georges and um, I would I would say that I'd fish like two to three weeks straight every single day at a specific spot and I didn't catch a thing after rain and so I was able to kind of like understand that you know after rains maybe this spot that I was at wasn't so you know hot red hot and it took about into the third week when I saw a few bait fishermen throw down some chicken and they were they weren't catching brim they were catching eels and so that's when I thought mentally oh you know that this this spot's no good after rain that's why I haven't been getting a hit um, it's just my addiction that's getting me to come up every day, come out every day to, to give it a go. All right. Okay. Let's, let's, let's keep going down here, down through the comments. All right. So what's, what, what's up next? Oh, Owen Douglas fishing says, when are you buying a vessel? Oh, I'm not too sure. I haven't really thought about buying a vessel at this stage, maybe sometime in the distant future. Fish bait Sydney's got a question here and he says, you reckon three-inch minnows, Z-Man, are good for flatties? All right, so the three-inch ones, yeah, so they're a little bit of the, the thicker profile ones. They actually work quite well with um, with light jig heads as well, like quarter ounces and three-eighth ounces. So I, I do like the three-inch three, um, three uh, minnows from Z-Man's. Um, I was using them for, for juice for a period of time with um, three-eighth and half-ounce jig heads in some really deep water. Uh, they just have some amazing action, and I caught plenty of flathead um, as bycatch just using those. So I hope that answers your question. Let's keep going. So hope you guys are enjoying the show so far. If you're new here, I'm Shroom. Subscribe to the channel. Um, follow, me, follow me on my social medias. I'm on Insta. I'm on TikTok. Facebook as well. And if you want to take the extra step, you can become a Shroom Club member. We've got a few members now, so it's looking um, it's looking pretty good. And of course, if you want to support the stream with a donation, Super Chat is enabled on my channel as well. All right, let's keep going down. So, oh yes, guys, I should mention, yeah, big things coming to the channel. So um, we're heading to the end of the year. Plenty of good videos coming up. So expect that weekly Thursday upload. Uh, I've been trying to get get you guys a lot of the daytime videos as well at this stage. I've actually got a small bank of some night fishing videos, but they're not too crash hot on the channel. So I've been holding back off on them so far. But yeah, yeah, keep, it, keep your eyes peeled on the channel. Pl plenty of things coming up. Plenty of good videos. Uh, just to, you know, whet your appetite. Okay. All right. So Owens has said he's caught multiple flathead, over 70 on the, the three-inch minnows. Yes, yes. Fantastic. 70 centimeters. I can't remember what the biggest one that I've caught on, on those lures were, but yeah, they seem to pull the slightly bigger, the, the better quality fish as well, just because the lure is just, um, it's quite substantial. It's, it's not long. Three inch doesn't sound very long, but compared to a lot of the brands that label theirs as three inch, it is thick. It is um, quite a substantial looking bait. Um, 
with some fantastic action that I've there that I've just said earlier. All right, flip flop. Where's Frank Sinatra? <laughs> well, maybe one day I'll bust out a few few of his um few of his songs, but maybe not on this stream. I I don't know how much um I'm able to sing from his songs before you know the stream gets demonetized or whatever it is. <laughs> maybe I'll do it on Insta on, on one of those live you know live Insta videos. All right, here we go. Vaz, 1984. Have you used the EcoGear ZX30 and 35s? I've only used them twice, but really like them so far. EcoGear makes some of the best lures, and their blades are standout lures. Standout. So the ZX and SX um, blades from EcoGear. So the ZX ones are those, you know, those typical um, the fish style. Really, really small. I guess three three centimeters or 3.5 centimeters, 35 millimeters. The black and the the black and the orange one with the belly seems to be um, a really popular one. If you look up on, um, on 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 the internet and you search for colors that people use, that seems to be the go-to for you know those ZXs. And then there's also the SXs, which um, which are now which are shaped like um. I guess they they're like prawn style, but they don't look like prawns. I guess just imprinted on uh, the like just like a little oval, oval piece of metal with trailing hooks and feelers. And yeah, I really like those, except um, that they're really really dear. So um, I was using the Mickey blades a couple of years ago and just retrofitting them with um, cheap eBay uh, trailing hooks, and they 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 they, they did the job. I got some really nice fish on you know blades that were similar to those uh sx ones but yeah they're definitely i'd say they're probably the market leaders when it comes to those uh blades for brim and a lot of people also get good bycatch off them as well just like really little lures with amazing vibration and some people like to target jews on them as well so yeah that just tells you the quality of their action and you know the product itself now obviously i don't recommend like targeting them specifically with such small lures because you're probably going to lose a, a really good fish on tiny hooks but they scoff them down uh deep when they you know when they see them and you fish bridge pylons i think i've seen a few videos of people doing that and yeah away you go you might get dusted you might pull a hook but they they love those blades okay all right Let's let's keep going here. So hopefully that yeah that light's not too bad. I just got to tilt my hat up in that direction so that my face is lit up. Okay, so Owen Douglas Fishing says cranker crabs is easiest for brim in my opinion. Yeah, you can't argue with that one. Leo Maha says what weight jig head, jig and hook size do you use for those Z-Man grubs? All right, I use a I use a small selection, but generally if I'm just not really fishing particularly deep or shallow water. I like to stick with the one sixteenth ounce jig head with a size two hook. So one sixteenth ounce I find for those grubs is just enough um, that they're still, you know, being pulled through the water by the lead so that the tail has a nice action. I find sometimes if it's a little bit lighter than that, they struggle to to basically rotate and turn over in the water especially with current going in weird directions and size two hooks because it's just a perfect size. You can, you can put enough hurt on the fish without straightening it 
and it's light enough so that you don't have to really strike hard to set that hook. Now, this is basically for brim wiring and, you know, flathead bycatch. If I was to use, you know, lures like this for, you know, larger fish, I would use a stronger hook and a bigger hook. And I probably wouldn't use a grub. But if I did, I'd use a slightly heavy jig head to also, you know, match that as well. But yeah, one sixteenth ounce jig head size two. You can't go wrong. 99% of the time, that's what I'm using. Unless there's a need to use something a little bit different. For example, if I'm chasing bass, a bigger hook is required. If I'm in deeper water, then a heavier jig head is required. And sometimes with heavier jig heads, you find it's easier to buy those with slightly larger hooks as well, which is not a problem, of course. That's just how it goes. All right, let's keep going. So let me know if I'm falling too far behind the chat, guys. You can, you know, write write your messages down. I got to make a cons- like a bigger effort to stay um, at the forefront of the of the chat, of course, so that you know we're not like half an hour behind. So I'm just looking on my other screen there. All right, so let me just read what Michael's just said. You should also do a video on blades. Try them as well, and guess what? Don't. <laughs> okay, Michael. Um, you know what? I'll make a video on blades. Um, this 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 half of the, this next couple of months, I'd say. Let's let's say sometime in the summer, I'll I'll give the blades a run, make a video, see see what we can do here. I'll order some in. I probably won't order the most expensive blades. I find like if I'm using lures, everyone wants to get that kind of lure as well. I don't really want to make everyone um, <laughs> poor here. That's why I've been using, um, you know, the cheaper plastics as well. You know, Z-Mans, you can get them three for what, 25. Anyone could buy that. I'm not using, you know, some really hard to get expensive, more premium lures that I mean, uh, the, the obvious, of course, I'll catch fish, but <laughs> no one wants to be throwing three, four bucks a plastic. You'd rather be throwing a, you know, a Z-Man that's going to last. It's uh, very durable and, you know, does does a job in most situations. And you can just go to your local independent or, you know, big chain fishing shop and, you know, and find that on the shelf. And, you know, away you go. All right. All right. Looks. Looks like we can continue off from that. Okay, I think I saw... Yeah, Joey the Joey King, he's here. <laughs> You're the Don Shrimp. You! <laughs> Thank you, Joey. Um, yeah, so Joey's getting into um, soft plastics fishing. So we've been talking. Look, um, he's, trying to, he's, he's trying to do... He's trying to do the hard one. He's trying to go straight for juice right now. So good luck, mate. I really hope you get him. And... Um, I'm pretty sure that if you if you don't get him within this next couple of sessions, eventually it's gonna happen. It's just um it's just hard work and perseverance. So yeah. I think I think what you'll find first is you'll probably get a few bycatch, flathead, which is good. And then once you get your eye in on what that little hit on the line is like, because that's the that's the main difference going from bait fishing to, to lure fishing. You gotta basically learn what that hit and that brush on the lure is like when you first start off because your brain won't register it. When you're bait fishing, you're kind of just like waiting for the bites, picking up the rod, you know, looking at the rod tip. And when you get a big one, you, you load in. But with soft plastics fishing, it's instant. Your brain has to already be trained to strike the second you get that electric transmission through the rod from the braid, from that little brush on the lure. And, you know, just being a few seconds behind that means that the lure's been spat out. 
And so, yeah, that, that took a while for me to basically, I mean, for everyone as well, of course, when you first start off, that's, that's one of those things. Every little tap is a fish grabbing the lure with it in its mouth and you've got to strike fast and strike hard. But yeah, let me know how you go, Joey. And uh, I appreciate you popping down here tonight. All right. Okay, let's 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 pull up a question from the from the forefront of the chat. Anthony Cox. All right. Hi, how's it going, Anthony? He says, do you use the same size two um two one one sixteenth in the slim swims too? Yes, yes, I do. So for the slim swims, they sink a bit faster, so you could probably go down a little bit off the one sixteenth ounce if you wanted to basically have a little bit more hang time. So the grubs have a lot of hang time and they're extremely buoyant. They're thick where the grub part is, where the meat is. And so you need a little bit of weight to basically just pull that through the water. Now the slim swims are, as you know, as the name suggests, they're slim. So they're already quite, um, what's that word? Hydrodynamic. They're going to be pulled through the water. It's going to track very well and it's going to hit the bottom pretty quickly, at least relative to the grub. So I still use one sixteenth ounce jig heads, but what I do is I kind of like to use those when I'm fishing slightly deeper water and where I'm going to see that kind of style of bait fish around as well. So I can maybe work it a little bit quicker, but yeah, one sixteenth, but I will also drop that down to, um, one, one twentieth or yeah, one twentieth. I, I think one twenty four is probably the lightest I'd go on that one thirty two. And again, you'd probably find it's got the same issue it probably will be too buoyant and fighting against the weight of the jig head, especially in current. All right. Okay, here we go. Next. Le Le oh, okay, answered that question already. Nua Shalaby says, never tried uh, lure, lure fishing. Want to give it a go? Thank you for the info, bro. Not, not a problem. Appreciate you being here. All right, guys. I'm Shroom. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't. Just plug in myself right now. Follow me. Follow me on my social medias: Instagram, Facebook. I'm also. I've also got a TikTok with like small, you know, small interesting videos. And if you want to support the channel, you can become a Shroom Club member. All you have to do is, I think, um, at the bottom of this chat, you can click on that icon or something. Check it out. Just see if that's for you. There's some perks there. If you're interested, obviously not compulsory, but if you want to support me. Further, that's one way to do it. And of course, there's that super chat system or super sticker system that YouTube's enabled on my streams. All right, okay, let's get back into it. So as this stream's been going on, I think the rain's just stopped outside. So <laughs> I don't know if there's gonna be any more storms. I think there's been some crazy rain, especially up the coast and um, up in Queensland. I think on Instagram, I saw somebody post up some videos of some giant hailstones or something. So it's really getting belted out there. I don't know what it's going to be like in the morning on the river. Like I said, sometimes it turns on, but sometimes it just goes bad, especially in the Georges. I'd say the harbour. Harbour does a little bit better with water. I think currently it's been on and off, but starting to build up that fresh in the system. And the tides have been okay. So 1.6, I mean, if they're stronger also, they can clear it out. All right, here we go. Owen's cool has dropped a super chat and let's see what he's got to say. So thank you very much, Owens. I appreciate that long-term, you know, long-time supporter. I much appreciate you being here as, as always. And he says, hey, hey, yo, shroom. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that felt good. I don't know where that's coming from now. From your previous video highlights, that was awesome. <laughs> 
I actually did not know that. I must have just just been muttering it because um, when I make those videos, I always go over it in case there's you know some some weird bits here and there, some editing mistakes. And I, I'm pretty sure I went through it a few times and it, it didn't register in my head that people would be thinking, you know, that it sounded like that. I've got so many comments on the video <laughs> about people pointing that out. I'm glad you had a laugh, Owens. I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate you watch. you know, being a long-term supporter. All right, let's get back to the chat. Now, where am I here? So, all right, so everything's looking good. All right, so I've just plugged my channel here. Okay, here we go. Let's just pull up a question while I find out where I am. Andrew Newen. Okay, Andrew Newen. How, hi, how's it going, Andrew? He says, are you doing a live stream at a wharf? No, this is a green screen behind me with a picture of my last trip up at Weeper. So here, it just holds, you know, special memories. And I thought it looked better than just being out, you know, just in my room, basically. So it's not going to look cool just looking at a wall. So I thought, you know, this... This image brings good memories. It's fishing related. You know, I've got my mates in the back there rigging up. That's actually, that's me there in the samurai shirt next to James. And on that side, that's Joel, regular on the channel. And I think in the top right corner somewhere, like that way, it's a bit hidden. Dave was like doing one of them ones. <laughs> and I think Terry took this photo. So yeah, great memories. And we'll basically just um, every night along that trip up at Weepa, we'd sit up there and just devise what we're going to do the next morning, you know, doing the knots, picking lures, uh, packing up our bags, you know, checking over the gear, seeing everything's all right. And just having a, having a yarn around the, the houseboat, just trying to figure out what people did during the day and to, yeah, like I said, devise a plan. Love to do a trip like that. Once this uh, whole situation's over, I want to be, I want to get back up there. All right. Okay, here we go. Let's see. All right, I missed a few questions here. Okay, guys, if I miss your question, just put them back in. So, I'll get, I'll get to them. Just yeah, just put 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 your messages back in. So I just got to make an effort to try to stay up where the front of the chat is. Okay, Meryl Vic Victoriano says, "Hey Shroom, where is the best area to catch squid on wharf in Sydney?" Um, I don't know about the best area. Depends also what you're catching what kind of squid you're catching, if you're trying to catch for a feed or whether you're just trying to catch a bait. I'd say in general, without having any more information there, it, it obviously depends on the area. Some areas do better than others. Just depends on the time of year as well. If you're trying to catch squid for a feed, you should stick to the easterly wharves. Easterly wharves in the harbour, um, because that's where you're going to catch calamari. They're going to be at a good size, and obviously they taste better than your arrow squid as well. So generally, you want to catch arrow squid if you're catching bait, and obviously you don't need to be out that far. You probably can just do it, you know, much further in, anywhere around Gladesville and slightly east, maybe even slightly west, but, you know, you lower your chances the further inland you go. You know, pl pl plenty, of, plenty of places at night, especially on those wharves, if you, go, if you go to them at night and just have a look around, you see plenty of people flicking for squid. You know, Balmain, um, you know, the, the list goes on. There's so, so many wharves out there. I just can't think of a wharf right now. I've, I've, got, I've got the wharf in my mind. I just can't put a name to it. But yeah, Balmain, all around that area, you know, East Balmain, pl plenty of wharves. It's like, Pitt Street, George Street at night. If you ever go down there, everyone's flicking for arrow squid with a Paternoster style on a, like a size 
1.8 size jig head. Yeah, that just seems to be the guy. I've given it a go there a few times, but yeah, plenty of people. You'll learn quickly if you go there and you'll see, you'll learn the spots as well. People just move around areas like that. All right. Okay, next one. Uh, Merz nine, no, no, sorry, Merz nine says, "What do you reckon is the best area in Sydney to catch um, to catch flathead?" Um, now, I, I, I mean, if you're catching a big flathead, I'd say go to go to the hacking, especially if you're after a feed as well and you want a nice size flathead. It's just it's just got so much of that habitat that they like, which is sandy weedy areas clean water clean clear water lots of flats and current pushing through it and yeah they, they look better there too i'd say especially compared to the ones in the georges the, the george that's where i got my best uh, flathead i caught it in the georges land base it was at 92 it's it's on my channel it's one of those pictures on my channel banner and geez yeah but you know I, I, the area that i caught it at i'll let it go i mean i wouldn't need a flathead anyway if I catch one off the beach or I catch one in the hacking, I might do a catch and cook at some stage. Everyone keeps asking me about it. So one day shroom, you know, I, I got a few things that I got to do. I got to, you know, belt out a few bars from a Frank Sinatra song. I've got to, you know, fish with some lollies. Somebody asked me about that. I think that was um, the mod Michael. I think Michael wanted me to do that. I got to make a video on blades. Michael asked me about that too earlier today. And yesterday somebody asked me about blades. Actually, two people asked me about Blades yesterday, sent me some pictures and told me about how, how well they were doing on, um, I think, the ZXs. Eric, uh, yeah, Eric on Instagram. Yeah, he, he was sending me messages. I think he's on a plane currently or he's on a holiday. So he won't be here tonight. But yeah, he, he had some great success on them. And what other videos? Yeah, Catch and Cook and I think a Squid video. I think some people have been asking me for a Squid video as well. So working on all those ideas, guys. Just keep them coming. Oh, here we go. Fishing.com.au. He says, I love the videos, bud. Thank you very much. I appreciate you popping down. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I feel great that you're here. You just, yeah, you've just made, made my stream. So thank, thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank, thanks a lot, mate. Thanks a lot. All right. Okay. All right. Got to, got to get back on track. Okay. Um, Okay, here we go. Here we go. Back. Let's let's find the next question here. Let's find the next question. All right, here we go. This is a quick one. Manjit Kumar says, "Do you do any hardcore rock fishing?" No, I haven't done any rock fishing. I'm a rock fishing newbie. I'd probably end up in the drink. No, I probably won't. But you know, I, no, actually, I would end up in the drink. I would. And Terry or one of my mates would have to come in and uh, save me, even though I can swim. <laughs> I, I think I'll take that one slowly. I think at some stage. With some with some mates, we'll I'll, I'll hit the rocks and uh, yeah we'll see. It's gonna make for an interesting video, either on my channel or on Channel Nine News when I get airlifted <laughs> out out of the out of the water. All right, okay, no, let's not let's not say that. Okay, that that won't happen, guys. I, I'm still here. I'll, I'll I'll still be here, cause uh, then then there'll be no more videos on the on the Shroom channel. So that that hopefully won't won't ever happen. All right. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Next, next question. All right. So Owens just said something there. Okay. So Michael Jermaine, he's got a comment. Here. He says he says he's tried uh, cranker crabs too. Donut. <laughs> All right. Well, um, 
Yeah, I, I guess with every lure, you you gotta you gotta start somewhere, and then you've gotta learn how to, you know, I guess activate its fish attracting and catching capabilities. Every lure's got its own niche; it's got its own role. You can't work every lure the same way as you would a plastic. If you know, for me, I use a lot of plastic, so obviously I'm not going to be hopping these crabs, you know, like a double hop, like like a like a plastic for flathead, of course. Um, you'd probably just like dead stick them half the time, drop them close to structure, pylons down, you know, down the edge along um, structure in between gaps between the, you know, the pontoon and the boats, you know, that kind of thing. It's not going to be like plastics fishing um, exactly, of course. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll do a video. I don't know about a review. I think there's plenty of videos, you know, they're proven lures. So anything that's proven doesn't really need a review. Um, I could obviously talk about them, talk about them if people wanted me to, you know, explain what my opinions on those lures are. At some stage, if I, you know, have seen a few more lures and it's something that I use more regularly, I could do something like that. I do like to think in depth about what I'm using. As you guys would have seen with my last um, review video, I don't do too many of them, but anytime I do them, it's obviously, I try, oh, I hope that they're well thought out. They present wonderful facts and things that other people haven't thought of and, you know, entertaining at the end of the day, got to learn something. You got to, you got to be entertained and you're not going to be sitting there for like 20, 30 minutes being bored. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that, that was a good review. I, I mean, I don't know whether I made it clear. I spent like two, three weeks on that video, just like uh, filming and voiceovers and editing is just like, I just wanted to be right. Just wanted to look good. I wanted to hit home those points. It was a good experience there. Very good experience. Yeah. I dressed up for the occasion as well as some people pointed out. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. So here we go. So, oh, what's this one? Suzanne. Okay. Hi, hi, Suzanne. Suzanne says, hey, Shroom, can you tell me how to use a sabiki? I'm, I'm guessing that's a sabiki rig for yakas. Correct me if I'm wrong, but a sabiki rig for yakas. Okay. Well, first of all, all right. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, but those sabiki rigs where you get six hooks, you can only use, I think, three of them if you're three or four of them if you've baited up. So I think there's a rule with how many hooks you can have baited up. I guess like most people don't like care. So they all bait all six, but you're going to end up with big tangles. So I like to use three. So when you buy a pack that has six, I like to divide it into two. I use three of them and I like to put um, tiny, a tiny bit of pilchard on the end of it. You know, the, you know, the ones that you just buy off the, you know, in the, you know, off the petrol station, BCF, wherever, take a, take a fillet off the side of it, leave the bones out, cut it with the skin, tiny cubes. Now I'm just trying to estimate the size. So it only has to be like a tiny pinch of, um, tiny pinch of pilchard and I don't thread it on so that it stays on the hook. I just put it through once and I just drop it down. I attach a sinker to the end of it as well so that it keeps the line straight. And then after that, it's just a matter of basically lowering it down into the water carefully so that the bait doesn't fly off in the current or, you know, when the, when the sinker bounces in the water that the bait flies off as well, lower it slowly and chances are you'll get hits pretty, pretty quickly. So when they're there, 
The Yakas, if you're at the right depth, obviously, yeah, that's one other thing that you got to do. You got to find the depth. So I like to start off on the bottom or midwater. The lower you are, the more likely you are to catch, you know, random stuff like batfish and I don't know, all kinds of stuff like sweep and tiny, um, <laughs> tiny trevally and uh, pinkies. So that, they'll fight hard. If you hook one of them, you know, it's not a yakka. They fight so hard. So I like to start off, you know, midwater down near the bottom and then wait for that, wait for that hit. And then just try to kind of like load into it. Try to kind of like load into the fish. After you get about one or two hits, wind back up, check whether your bait's still there because chances are, if you've got a decent hit, all three baits are now gone. All of them have just flown, flown off the hook or they've been taken. Generally, you'll find that you hook the fish on the bottom hook as well. So make sure that the bottom one is extremely sharp. Generally, those sabiki rigs, those hooks are incredibly sharp. So I don't know how they do it. Those tiny hooks, they'll get stuck into clothing on your finger everywhere. And obviously in the yakas. Now, if you hook up to the yakas, don't don't go up too hard. Don't fight them like a brim. Let them kind of like, you know, pump around the water and, you know, kind of lose their energy because they always seem to get hooked up. If not deep, if they're not hooked up deep, they're hooked up like right in the side of the mouth and that tears a big hole in it. And you'll lose a lot of fish um, just putting too much pressure when they're pulling as well. So yeah, that's, um, oh yeah, and, and spots for yakas, wharves at night with light and sand. So especially the easterly wharves, any, any of the easterly wharves in the harbor, yeah, you, I guess you can't go wrong. And if you want to up your chances as well, and you're on a boat, burly up, burly up with um, bread. Bread seems to work well. You can obviously make your own concoction as well and add you know, like leftover fish scraps and tuna oil and all that. But I find like if you do that, you attract them 100%, but you're going to bring in the tailor and tailor are going to start like being a menace and cutting up your hooks and your lines. Yeah, so I, I like to use bread, especially when I'm out with Dave and we're needing to get yakas in Middle Harbour at night because um, we haven't done a good job catching the squid and we're waiting for the sun to come up. Then um, yeah, bread, bread on a burly bucket out the back of the boat you know, anchored up, let that sit for like 10, 15 minutes, maybe, you know, have a, you know, have a check over your gear, let, let that belly work and then just take turns and find where the depth is. I like to go mid water and then, you know, maybe Dave might do it, do, uh, you know, put his bait up near the top and then slowly we'll hone in. And if we're struggling, we're right on the bottom, catching sweep and everything and the odd yakka. But generally if they're there, they come up to where the burly bucket is, which is at the top. And yeah, once you get one, there's a whole school of them. You can get like plenty, plenty of yakas in short time. All right. Okay, so hopefully that answers that question there. So, all right, let me close these um, notifications popping up on the screen. I just got to make sure the stream's going well and it seems to be going well. So ho hopefully you guys are enjoying the show. If you're new here, I'm Shroom. Subscribe to the channel. Every week I put out a video. And if you like this live stream, let me know about it. I'm doing this once every, about once every four weeks, once every month. Um, but yeah, I need, I, need, um, I need the motivation and people to ask me to get on. So <laughs> yeah, so lo lots of preparation when it comes to the live streams. But if you guys enjoy this, yeah, make sure you subscribe. Hit that, hit that notification bell. I'm also on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok as well. And if you want to support me, you can become a Shroom Club member. Click on the join button. And also there's like a button at the bottom of this chat. Oh yeah, there we go. Oh, I see it now. 
and obviously Super Chat's enabled on my channel as well. All right, um, Jacob Block says, and Hardy Head with the Sabiki rigs. Yeah, I mean, I've loved to catch Hardy Head. I don't get too many of them. So, yeah, dy dynamite bait. Jason Green, all right, here we go. <laughs> okay, Jason Green, I haven't seen you in like a year. Okay, may maybe not a year. I, I feel like I haven't seen you since um, we had the subscriber special, mate. <laughs> he says, holy, fi finally found your stream. Miss you, man. Can't wait to catch up on all your uploads. You're, you're going to have to go through like a movie marathon, Jason. There are so many videos on the channel. Every week there is one extra one. And now there's also the live streams as well. And they go on for like more than an hour. So you're, you're going to be busy, mate. But I hope you enjoy it. I hope, I, you know, I hope you're still finding, you know, pleasure in the videos from day one to, you know, day in today. And uh, yeah, I hope you've had a wonderful Halloween as well. And thanks for, you know, joining the stream. It's good to see you again. Hope you're healthy and all that. All right, guys, let's find the next fishing question. All right, Andrew Newen says, time to buy Hobie and do some comps. <laughs> one day, may maybe one day. Okay, um, here we go, here we go. Oh, i got to go back up through the chat. Guys, if you've got a question, yeah, put it down. So I'm right at the front now. So, um, okay, okay. O Owen's dropped a nice comment about me. He says, at Craig Shroom, has George's River special aura? <sighs> what can I say? George's special, George's River special. Every time... I do a video on the Georgia River without fail. I'll catch one of them at some stage. And it's like, if you could see my face when I hook up, it's like, no, not again. Please, please let me get my lure back. I just re-rigged a, you know, a new leader knot. I don't want to like retie everything. And then a bag, brown bag of, you know, what comes up through the water column wafting with all the content spilling out as it's coming close to shore. And if I can get rid of it, I'll take it out of the water. But sometimes it's just so bad that it just has to remain uncaught. So, yeah, I'm glad you guys enjoy that. Yeah, and I seem to catch plenty of those on the river. I don't know if in that video whether I left some of the commentary in. Some of those casts I would be saying, oh, yeah, there's one floating by. Let's just make a cast, you know, behind it so I don't hook up to that. But, you know, you're still going to hook up to them at some stage. And Brownie's got a question. He says, shrooms, do you eat fish? Yes, I eat a lot of fish. I just don't, um, I, I just haven't made it a habit to keep the fish that I've caught. I just find like when I'm in the mindset, like a lot of people to fish as a recreational sport, uh, you know, to get out there and enjoy myself. I'm not out there to fill the freezer, which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Within the rules, you know, you can keep fish. And especially you, if you catch fish in the areas that are not as polluted and you can consume, you know, your catch, nothing wrong with that. So I will keep some fish at some stage, but I like to let them go. So I, I feel really good. I feel really good just having, you know, battled the fish, brought it in, you know, maybe just take a quick photo and then, you know, let it go and hopefully catch it again at a, at a larger size. But at some stage, I, I have to do some of these catch and cooks and not set the kitchen on fire. So we're, we're going to see how that goes. All right, so top five mysteries is back. So I'll give um, my moderator a couple of seconds to deal with that. Has he got that sorted? All right, let, let, let me get rid of this one. Let, let me get rid of this one. So, all right, there we go. All right, boom. So the hammer has been dropped on him. All right, sorry, mate. But top five mysteries, um, that's... um five mysteries that I won't understand why you do that in every stream, but uh, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> All right. 
Here we go. Let's go find another fishing question here. So let's get rid of this one. <laughs> you guys are funny. Let me just put this question out of here. All right. Okay. Okay. Let, let, let me find a question, guys. Put, put, put down some questions. So where, where am I? So I've been overtaken by the spam. Yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying it. hope you guys are having a good time. There's, there's over 40 people in, in this stream, which is amazing. Amazing. I think we've held over 40 for like half an hour already. I don't even know how long this stream has been going on for. This is the first time I haven't been checking the time. All right. So Nockfam says, who here fishes daily? Uh, well, I got to count myself out. I probably fish like once, once in the daytime and once at night every week. So about twice. Night fishing, day fishing. Night fishing is kind of like, you know, if, so, if I need to just get out and just wind back, relax, and I don't really care what's going on. You know, maybe some mates want to go for a fish. Depending on the tides, I'll do certain things. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's just a nice way to, to wind back. All right, Sam Gouda, he's got a good question here. He says, Jew on the para, um, on the para video with um, plastics. All right, I know a lot of people have been wanting to do that. Um, I'll have to think about that. I could do a video if I put in the time. I actually have, okay, no, 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 let's not say that. I may have some videos already with Jews in them on plastics, but it's just that I, I don't know how to, it's just not the right time and um, way to present it to the channel. I need to find something that other people can replicate, a spot that everyone could go to and, you know, a spot that's not just going to crowd some tiny area that is somebody's spot X or whatever it is. And so I guess in the harbor, at some stage, I've been thinking about it. I want to do something like that. Yeah, I want to do something like that. Keep it simple. Something that, like I said, something where I'm using lures that people can buy off the shelf. It's not some crazy hard to get lure and you have to order it from somewhere or it's like some kind of like prototype. No, so, some, some, maybe like something like a Squidgy, something like a Z-Man, something like a Berkeley, something like a Daiwa Bay Junkie, you know, something like, I guess even like Eco Gear or, you know, some readily available common brand that anyone could, you know, purchase. And I guess um, maybe I should also not try to use like the most um, expensive gear as well. Like generally when I chase Jews, I'm using G Loomis, Stellas. And, no, you don't need that. You, you don't need that. I, um, I started off using a Shimano, what's, what's them called? What are they called? That was one rod I snapped, by the way. I snapped at loading it up in my house. But it was a good rod while, 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 it, while it lasted. Shimano Sonic Pro, 3 to 5 kilograms, 6 foot 6. And I had a Sienna on that. Sienna 2,500. I, I um, at that time, I was only using... There weren't that many brands of braid out there on the market back then. So you really only had a choice between like what? Berkeley Nanofill, Berkeley Fireline... Um, I think fins. Yeah, th there weren't that many braids back then from, from what I can remember. I was using Berkeley Fireline, I think six pound or eight pound. And that breaks at like, I don't know, 15, 20 pound. Throw on a bit of 14 pound leader. And I was using squidgy fish lures back then. Because that's um, that was the best lure on the market for Jews back then. So yeah, I might do something like that at some stage. But yeah, keep keep reminding me guys, if you guys want that, keep keep asking me about it because I, I will get I will get to it if there's if the demand is there all right Jason Green says when tying your braid to leader do you use a double uni or FG knot 
double uni or if you're not. Okay, okay. Now, if I am struggling to tie a leader knot because something's gone wrong and there's a bus stop in front of my face on a boat and we're chasing bus stops, I'll probably do a double uni or a quick Albright or something. Something like right then and there just to get that line tied up to get that lure back out there. If you're talking about what I use 99% of the time, when I've actually got time to tie up, I always tie an FG knot. I think it's worth the effort. And if you tie them often enough, it's not, um, it's not difficult, actually. I'm pretty quick with that as well. And I can actually tie this knot um, standing up. So in a lot of those videos, like even if I'm on the Georges and I can't put my gear down because I'm in the water or for whatever reason, there's nowhere to put my gear down and I don't want to put my rod down, especially in my reel, I just have it like between my legs and I'll tie an FG knot just standing up. So I think at some stage, if I do a knot tying video, I'll show you guys how I do it because there's plenty of videos on how to tie an FG knot and you're sitting down and you got your toes and your fingers and all that jazz. But I'm doing this standing up. I'm doing this as though if I was, for example, wading the flats and I busted off a leader and I'm in the middle and I don't want to walk 20 meters back to the bank, I could tie it right then and there with everything on me, with my rod, my reel, my bag on my shoulder, and I'll have a perfectly tied FG knot on the spot. Now, yeah, it might take me like 30 seconds to a minute, but it will get done and I can be back out there. And I'm not tying like a, a uni knot in a situation like that as well. All right, now what's this one? Jigga Jigga says, who's the marker? Adam Derbis Fishing, what's, what, um, what braids do you use? So currently on my reels, there's plenty of reels that I've got, but on my smaller reels that I use more often on my videos, I'm using on the Brim Gear Sunline Castaway um, at 10 pound, which is IGFA rated. So it is actually, it's 0.6 PE. So depending on, um, so I got, actually, I got this question earlier, early in the week as well. Somebody asked me, you know, what, what braids to use and what to look for. So if you're going to buy something off the shelf and it's not a Japanese premium braid, look for about six pound because that is the right diameter. They all break well above six pound on the rating. Now, if you're purchasing Japanese premium braids that are cost that, that are costing 60 bucks, 80 bucks a spool or more, then they like to rate at the highest rating that they break at. So they won't rate it at six. They'll say that that braid breaks at 10 to 16. For example, Sunline. Sunline Castaway 0.6 is rated at 10 pound, but it's IGFA rated, which means that it won't break any more than 10. Under 10 is where it breaks. So nine point something, but I guess it's a premium braid. So it will break very close, but not over that. Now, you don't need to use a braid like that. I, it's just what I'm using right now. It's just pretty good in all um, all circumstances. It ties strong knots, which is important. So you want something that's really strong. Uh, you want something that's smooth, so you can cast quite far as well. And obviously, if you like the look of it and the feel, you know, multicolor braids. Now, Castaway is just blue. On on the two and a half thousand uh, reels that I've got on the um, on the Stratics, which I use in a lot of my squid fishing videos and my Stellas, I'm using, actually, I, I need to change up this braid because this braid is now discontinued. So when I get questions about it, I know you guys can't get it anymore. So that's the the Shimano or the, what is it? The Power Pro, the Power Pro Bite Motion, the orange one. 
and I was using the eight pound, the eight pound variety. Best braid. I don't know why they discontinued that. Caught so many juice, caught so many squid on that too. And it's cheap at 30 bucks a pop. Can't beat it. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> okay. I don't, yeah. I don't know what they're thinking. I'd, I'd use, I'd happily use that braid for the rest of, you know, wh- however long I'm, I'm fishing on the heavier stuff because on the heavier stuff, I don't, I don't mind using a slightly uh, rougher braid. I need that knot strength. I need it to hold up when I hook a good fish. On the lighter stuff with brim fishing, I need the smoothness for the extra distance. And I like it when it's smoother also. It helps with the with the drags. If I tighten it up that fraction more, it lowers that initial um, that load. So initially when you get that hit on that lure, that braid, if it's rough, could put just that tiny bit extra friction on the guides and then that's just like a spike in pressure and that might pop your leader on light you know on um on light line six pound for example and if you fish lower than that four pound i like to use six um so smooth braids helps with that too and extra distance who can say no to that either go to the gym or you know get a slightly slightly more um expensive smoother braid oh yes um I might as well answer this question as well. So I'm, I, I like to use whatever braids that I've got. So I've got a few other braids right now that I'm going to give a, you know, give a run once the sunline comes off. But if you want to know recommendations, Castaway, not, not, not a problem there. Um, Gosen 8 casting, the green and the yellow. That's probably my favorite. Favorite braid, super smooth. And also the price point was good too. I think at some stage it was only 50 bucks and it, was as good as any of the $80 braids that I was using. And um, what else? If you're, if you're game enough and you want that extra couple of meters, nothing casts further than YGK OH Dragon or O Dragon, if, if you want to call it that. I, I, I call it OH, but I don't know. Maybe it's pronounced O Dragon. O Dragon, unbelievable. Um, first time I use that extra five meters. I guarantee if you want extra meters, try that braid. But on the light stuff, don't don't use it for the heavy stuff. I don't know how that's going to hold up if if you push it to its limits. The smoothest braid flies through the guides. It's orange, extremely visible, and yeah, you'll be surprised. You'll be very surprised. So there are slippery slippery braids, and then there are those that are slippery and ridiculously thin, and that falls under that category as well. It's got like a like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. So if you buy, if you guys buy like lots of braid, there's different kinds of feeling on the feelings on the braid that are smooth. Some feel like wet smooth and some feel like a bit dry, but slippery smooth. And that's got that dry, slippery, smooth feeling. So Gosen's got that wet, wet kind of like smooth feeling, which doesn't cast quite as far, but you know, I can't knock that braid. That's probably like my favorite there. Okay, um, let's go find another question here. So Andrew Ferrari, he says, do you keep fish from George's Salt Pan Creek looks uh, really dirty? No, I, I mean, I've kept fish like 10 years ago from the George's, not from there, but down, down Como and out further east. There are plenty of areas in the George's where you can keep fish, but Salt Pan Creek is not one of them. And up at Chipping Norton Lake from Rabble Road Boat Ramp, I think it is, that's also like a no-go. Like they recommend like letting go of your fish if you if you catch it there. And obviously there's plenty of other areas where you wouldn't keep the fish either. Like 
Cooks River, um, anywhere near Homebush in the in the harbour. Up too far up um, Parramatta River too, I'd be quite suspect near the weir. I've seen like the water flowing down from the freshwater section. It, it doesn't look too nice there too. But it's quite deep in the harbour. So yeah, the, you know, like deeper water, more flow generally means it's slightly cleaner. But then again, you're still you're still west of Homebush and that's suspect, that area with all the toxins in the water. All right, let's go find uh, find another question here. N Brownie says, do you fish the Hawkesbury River? Yes, yes, I do. Um, there is a video on my channel, video on my channel from the Hawkesbury, fishing with AKA Mike's Fishing. So I'll give a shout out to him. Um, great, great bloke. I've been talking, to, I, I talk to him quite regularly. He likes to give me a call and just ask me what's up. I think he's been going down down to the Hawkesbury lately, so I think he's been still been catching some EPs and bass. So that's the video. My my last, I think one of my most recent night fishing videos was from the Hawkesbury. Yeah, so check that one out. Uh, great fun. Um, yeah, I actually might have another video on that, but I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if you guys like the night fishing videos as much as the day fishing ones. So I've kind of like left that <laughs> off the menu for now. Especially now that I'm able to fish in the daytime. So back then in the winter and beforehand, it was like, you know, trying to avoid crowds and doing my bit to keep the social distance, fish at night, less people around, you know, do what I can. Do what I can to still get my exercise, get my fishing addiction sorted and still make videos. But yeah, those GoPros don't film very well at night. So that's the problem there. All right. Okay. Oh, Owen's Cool has dropped another donation. Thank you very much, mate. Let's let's put this one up. I I appreciate Owens. You don't have to keep doing this again. I'm extremely grateful, extremely grateful for your support. Um, yeah, he says George's River special delivery. <laughs> yes, that's right. The turds, the turds. That's um, it's it's really funny when you're fishing with a friend and you both know what can be caught, and then one of you get gets a George's River special. You get you get paid out. <laughs> you get paid out big time. <laughs> they just watch you unhook it <laughs> it's it's real funny but not when not when it happens to oneself <laughs> Got, gotta eat humble pie with that sometimes all right okay um michael jemine thank you very much he says he's he's banned um john <laughs> these guys are the names i i mean these these guys um i think they're just trying to crack us up here okay <laughs> All right, uh, Mac, Mac Chicken only allowed here says um, Moon Man Fishing. That's right. We only like our Mac Nuggets. <laughs> okay, Nick, Nicholas um, Cook says, Yep, haven't graduated to the FG Club yet. Like being able to have a smoother cast through the guides when using braid. Yeah, so the FG, not why, why would I want to, you know, spend the time and learn how to tie something like that? Well, stronger, first of all. It's, it's, it's one of the strongest knots that you can tie. Without a tool, without a tool. So there are knots that you can tie that are stronger. And I guess in a way it's it's so strong because it's technically not tied like a knot. There's no knots within a knot. It's like a it's like a knot that tightens in the way that the wraps are arranged. But the FG knot is arranged in a way where the knot tightens up at the wrong end of the knot. So I think the PR knot, for example, is just um in theory it's just better. And in practice actually it is stronger too. But it's technically a very similar knot and um it's a very thin knot so it doesn't go through the guides and catch on to the ceramics all that much 
So you're not going to hear that twang when you cast through with heavy jig heads. And that helps um, prevent birds' nests. So sometimes when the knots go through the guide, it catches on. And what that does is it creates a, like a difference in the speed of the line going through. And then the lure pulling, pulling the line. When you have an inconsistency in speed, you've got extra line somewhere, some loose line flying through the air, and it's going to loop up and wrap around a guide or, you know, wrap around the tip of your rod or just like wrap around near where the bail arm is. You know, something's going to go wrong basically through the stripper guide or through some of the guides. I guess some of the, some of the Fuji guides now, you know, yeah, sorry, all the Fuji guides now, that K-frame, they stop that um, process from happening. So when the braid knots onto itself, so you can basically see videos on this on YouTube in how it works. So when it wraps up around the guide, the angle of the guide makes it so that the knot just travels through around the guide in a way that it won't knot up and it just straightens again. You lose momentum, you lose a bit of speed, but you avoid that tangle, which is everyone's, you know, nightmare. You know, you, you hit that knot and your hard body or your vibe flies off the end of the line. Or it hasn't happened to me, but I can imagine like a tip going bad, bending a, bending like a tip guide or something. All right, KB Fishing Adventures. Hi, how's it going? Thanks for, you know, sharing my content on Instagram. I <laughs> much appreciate that. Good to see you here. He says, love the upload stream. Congrats on the bass yesterday, Mel. Yes, that's right. So I said earlier, Moe caught a 47 centimeter uh, bass last night. He was really excited about it. And for good reason, that is a whopper of a bass in Sydney. So congratulations, Moe, once again. Okay, so Aaron Steele says, how do you pick a good spot to try and target flathead? Um, I like to choose areas that are extensive flats with bait that come in on the high tide. And also these days, you kind of don't really have to look for your own spots. You just have to kind of just, just go fishing flathead or everywhere. So I guess like it's, it's almost like brim. These fish all over the system, all over the water. But obviously if you wanted like target, like big ones, then you're going to have to think uh, slightly differently and work areas where, you know, big ones are caught. For example, Port Hacking has great, massive flathead just around all the flat areas. Um, George's River, Botany Bay, I've caught lots of big ones up halfway up the river, just fishing the middle of the channel where the current's flying. So that's what I found. Big deep holes fishing for Jews. I've hooked onto like several 80 plus flatheads, including, you know, my PB land base 90, 92. Again, deep water, massive current. Um, also Botany Bay, a lot of people catch a lot of big ones off, um, off the flats along the South side there. So, um, some, some sizes that come to mind, like anywhere between 90 to 95 and a half I've heard in the past year or two, just, you know, flathead from that area and yeah, Harbor, I haven't really caught a big one off the Harbor yet, but you know, you get plenty of like fifties, um, and fifties and sixties everywhere. I personally, I haven't got a big one out of that system just yet. Not that I can remember anyway. All right. Um, next, next question. Oh yeah. So before we go on guys, I'm Shroom. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that bell. If you're new here, follow me on my social medias, Instagram, um, Facebook, TikTok. If you want to become a Shroom Club member, hit the join button. Check what that's all about. Uh, you get nice emoticons. You get uh, emojis, a couple other things, members only, um, community channels, 
all that stuff. Now, if, even if you're a regular member, that's okay. You're getting all the same like videos as you normally would every Thursday. So no one's missing out. It's just a little bit extra for those people that want to support me that way. And of course, if you want to support this stream directly and keep this running, you know, send me, you know, you can send a super chat or a super, um, whatever you call it, super sticker. <laughs> There's so many things for all these names and stuff. All right, let's get back to it. Let's um, let's let's find uh, let's find a question. Castaway Fishing says, "Show us how to tie an FG knot." Yes, at some stage I will. So I think I can I can film that. I just got to find some thick rope and then do it there, I guess. Or maybe if I, yeah, maybe I can use a good camera and do that too. So I do have a nice camera now, so I can do that. Jason, oh, Jason Green, he's um with 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 the green box there. He he's he, he says welcome to the Shroom Club. All right, we got our first member through the stream. I've I've got um, members going through, coming through from my um, what's it called from my videos, but this is the first one from the stream. So yeah, you're the first, Jason. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoy the posts and uh yeah, hope you enjoy the emojis. All right. Okay. So Owen Douglas Fishing says, when do you find Molyneux Point turns on? When do you find it starts up again after winter? All right. I, I guess like right now I'm looking at um, when the, um, when people start posting up a few reports in the bay. Once you get a few reports in the bay with people catching, you know, like 60s to 65 centimeter kingfish, you're probably going to find that they're going to be in all the obvious areas. Molyneux Point, always there every year, every summer. It's going to be a car park there at some stage. So remember this, some stage. I don't know if it's going to be in December. I don't know if it's going to be next week. At some stage, it's going to be a big car park. And um, it's going to be on for, for young and old. And the shroom hopes to get in amongst it. So yeah, I, I, I want to get in amongst it. It's a good time. It's a good time. Um, it'll be really packed at the boat ramp, obviously, find out how you can get out there and uh, avoid all the boat ramp issues, especially on the weekends. But at some stage, I'd say some stage in, in January, at least by January, there'll be reports and it'll be going off and it'll be on for young and old. Anyone could go out there, lures, uh, bait, jigs, um, maybe, maybe not an empty jig head. It'll be on. So it'll be on and you'll see them swimming around the boat. Just make sure that the seal, the resident seals aren't there. I find they kind of like throw a spanner in the works. But other than that, it's a great time. So yeah, summer. Summer summer's always a good time for the for the for the kings to gather out in numbers. Um they're not they're not gonna be massive most of the time, however, but you know, you might get a few legals amongst it as well. And we've got another another member. Welcome to the Shroom Club, Dom Manassi. Oh, Dom! Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. So Don's been in some of my videos. So uh, yeah, you don't have to do this, mate. I appreciate it. <laughs> so um, the last video I had with Dom, he caught his uh, PB brim. It was, I think it was just a touch on the 40 or, uh, you know, pretty much there or thereabouts. Check it out. It was a special video. So maybe we can do one um, soon. All right. Sam Goulder, he's got a question. What's your PB and uh, what lure? All right, I've got the video just for that. You'll have to go back to the winter. I've got a video with my PV brim. And um, actually, I, I, I got a story to tell about this as well. So this brim PB at 47 and a half centimeters on the tape, shown all in, the, all, all in that video. And that was caught on a, a Z-Man Slim Swims, not grub. And, and, and actually not in um, Watermelon Red, guys. So sorry to disappoint. <laughs> 
everyone. It was on Bloodworm. So that's my probably my second favorite color. Between those two, watermelon red, you got your clear water covered, you got your like your green water covered. And then you've got the brown, the natural brown in Bloodworm. You've got your muddy water colored as well, uh, covered, sorry, <laughs> colored, covered as well. So between that, that's all George's covered. And most of, um, you know, Parramatta, Parramatta River, uh, Sydney Harbour covered as well. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, the story there was um, some, some, somebody asked me um, about my recent video, how big that Trevally was. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know, maybe like 45. I didn't measure it. I thought it was, wasn't that big. Everyone's been messaging me this week saying, oh, how big was it? It looks like 50 plus or 55. And I was like, really? Are you sure? It's like, it looks so big. Are you sure? And um, that reminds me about this video because when this brim came up, I knew it was big because of the fight. Because of the fight. It was just craziest fight I've ever had with a brim. But when it came up and it was like mid-water, I was like, oh yeah, nice, 30-odd 30 30 centimeter brim. It was only up until it popped its head right on the surface that I was like, no, hang on, that, that, that ain't your average 35 centimeter brim. That's like a PB. I could see it from here that my, my eyes aren't that bad. That's got to be a PB. And so I'm so bad at estimating size. It's just unbelievable. But if anything, I'm usually on the underestimating side. So yeah, so check out that video. Look it up. It's on the cover. Well, sorry, it's on the thumbnail. Thumbnail of one of the videos in the winter. And it says like monster brim. And it's like, it looks like I'm holding a dinosaur. You, you can't miss it. You can easily tell it's a different class of fish. All right, Steve, Steve Griffith, Griffiths. He's one of my earlier uh, members. He's here, he's here too. He says, g'day all. G'day, Steve. Thanks for all the questions. Uh, you've been quiet the last couple of days, but yeah. I hope you've been um hope hope you've been well hope you've been catching fish and um yeah if not hopefully next weekend when it the weather improves we can all we can all hit the river once again um yeah some nasty nasty weather nasty wind right now okay boar georges man I wish I could use live bloodworms lol yeah and that that would be dynamite especially that night when I was using um using the slim swims in the bloodworm color. I think like that, whatever bait that was brown and red that night, I think that fish had its sight set on. It was just like, I think one of my, one of my viewers, I think I forgot, forgot his name now, forgot his name, but yeah, he's a regular on the channel and he, he gave me some advice and told me like, I think it was like, it wasn't blood worms or some other kind of, I think it was like tube worms or forgot what, squirt worms. That's right. Squirt worms were like plentiful at that period in the harbor. And he said that that lure, that color matched it perfectly. And it, yeah, it, it just makes sense. So to, to fool a brim at 47 and a half on a plastic land base like that, just, you know, mucking around, you know, on the river, I'm not fishing like, you know, right in the middle of where, you know, you're guaranteed to get massive fish like fish like um, Cockle Bay, what is it, Darling Harbour and um, the fish markets where I probably expect a fish like that, you know, just, just on the river, you know, just on the river, just throwing some plastics. And then that beast came along and just picked it up. Took me for a ride. That, that was a good time. I I don't think I'll ever beat that. I don't think I'll ever beat that again. I don't think I'll ever beat that again. All right. Owen's cool. He says, Shroom is vlogging your full-time audio job as well. Yeah. So one day I'll tell you guys about more about my personal life. So I generally, I just keep it strictly um, fishing. But no, it's not. It's not, it's not full-time, but it might seem like it because... I care about you guys. You guys watch my video. It's my duty to continue giving you content. I work hard. I know you guys know that. I have to say that. 
Um, I'm up late. I'm up late to the, the early hours of the morning just to make sure that video comes out every Thursday. And there have been many times this year where that hasn't looked like it, but I've just like, you know, taken, <laughs> taken time out of my sleep or whatever, just to make sure that that video is out there and it's worth your time. So if you guys are taking your time to watch my videos, I'm making sure that it's worth your time. So that's, that's what I want to do. So th yeah, thanks for all the support. As I always say, yeah, that's why at the end of my videos, I always say, you know, thanks for all your support as always, because it, it, it does, it means a lot, it means a lot and it helps keep me going. And also these streams as well, Every, all the support here tonight. Um, I really should. Yeah. I mean, that's why I've now put up. Oh yeah. That's one other thing. That's why I've also put up these streams on, um, what is it on Spotify, uh, Google podcasts. And there's a, there's a few other ones. There's, there's a few other few other of these uh, podcasting um, channels or whatever they call it that I've put it up there to, you know, just so that um, you guys can access that. Because I know a lot of people listen to the videos. Some people tell me they, they listen to it and they want it to be longer so that they can just listen to it when they're driving to work every day. And they'd rather listen to that than listen to like mainstream music or something. So I give them, you know, <laughs> I try to get that at least an hour into, into a live stream. And so at least, yeah, guys, at least I can do like, you know, coming online, coming online on a live stream, yeah, can be a little bit daunting. Of course, you got to perform basically. You got to be engaging. You got to be, um, like mentally ready, answer questions and entertaining and educational, I guess as well. All right, here we go. So, okay. Oh, all right. Alyssa. All right. So we, we have another female comment tonight. I think this is a record. I think we've got three or like what is it more like four to five comments now so we got we have one guy from the netherlands we've got like all these comments because on my analytics it says like 99.8 percent are males is my audience and i'm like yeah okay guys like the fish and it's always that tiny 0.2 percent that i feel but now it's starting to grow so it's quite interesting quite interesting how at the beginning it was just like 100 percent males not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's that's quite interesting when it comes to the analytics anyway. And she says, what retrieve do you recommend for Vibe Blades? Do you use it like a plastic or more like a metal? I don't use it like a metal at all, so I don't burn it. I, I, I just like feel like it's just too much. The action blows the, the blade out of the water. It's too high in the water column. It doesn't look like anything. I can imagine that you'd probably catch um, Taylor that way, but... You know, maybe some salmon if they're like really turned on or kings that are like smashing stuff. If you're really tossing it in when they're red hot and they've decided to hit a bait ball. But other than that, um, it's more like a plastic that I work these blades. In fact, I don't, I, I don't even work it like a plastic. I like to buzz the blade. So actually, I'm, okay, I'll address the blade part first because I missed the vibe part. So... The blades are those tiny three to three and a half centimeter metal sheets cut out into like a tiny fish. And there's no soft plastic. It's just a piece of, um, I guess, like aluminium or something. So that I like to buzz it. So what I mean by that is after casting out, it'll pretty much be on the bottom uh, within a few seconds. Even if you're, you know, putting it on tension after you've cast. Once it's hit the bottom, I just give a few really tiny, erratic, quick, small, um, precise 
not lifts, but more like, um, yeah, I, I guess it's like buzzing the lure. It's just like bang, bang, just like really tiny. Now, I do that with loose line. So the lure doesn't move nowhere near as much as the movement of the um, of the rod tip. The rod tip might move 10 to 15 centimeters, I'm, I'm assuming, just imagining that right now. But the lure will only move like five centimeters when, I, when I'm doing that. And I find like if I just do two or three little buzzes, leave it on the bottom, fish is going to come pick it up off the bottom. And more chances than not, if a fish has come up to pick it off, pick it up, pick it up off the bottom, the very next lift, you've, you're feeling head shakes and you just got to keep the pressure on. Just got to keep the pressure on. Um, it's a different, um, I got to say that it's, 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 it's different to, um, it's different to when you hook up to a plastic because the hook is connected to the line, but with a blade, you've got the metal bit in between the line and the hook. So if you don't put a lot of tension on, the fish can shake the metal um, blade and that metal blade is, it's like a, it's like a weight that swing left and right. And that can dislodge the hook. So you got to have like a lot of tension, like more tension on than you would basically with that, with those blades or anything that has got a bit of weight between the treble and um, yeah. And, 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 and the place where you've tied it off, you're like your toe point or whatever. Um, yeah. So that, that's normally what I do now for, um, for vibes slightly different. So when I'm using vibes, I'm using those soft, um, those soft bodied ones. I'll, I'll, I like to be very gentle with them. I do sometimes do that buzzing like style with a vibe as well. And I'm hoping for things to pick it up off the bottom, but more often than not, I'm just doing a slow lift. So I have a video. I don't know if many people have seen it now, but I've got a video where I've caught well, it was basically a how-to video, how to catch Jews, how to catch Jew on a vibe. And I was using a, a Jackal Trans Am 95 millimeter. It was just your random color. It was chartreuse orange or whatever, a green, um, fluorescent green back with an orange underneath chin. And I explained that what I do is cast out under tension so that when it hits the water, so these vibes don't have an action on the way down. So it's just basically just a fish profile gliding to the bottom under tension once it hits the bottom i don't let it sit there for very long i wind up the slack and i lift i lift to 12 o'clock the second i hit 12 o'clock i'm winding down with a lot of tension back to like 10 or 9 o'clock and then i'm waiting for that to hit the bottom again and the second that does that or just before i think that that lure is about to hit the bottom I do it again. I kind of don't really want it to like sit on its side for too long. And with, you know, with that technique, I was able to catch a Jew that day on that session. So yeah, that video is up on the channel. Um, I think um, it's also on the channel banner. So if you click on the main main page, you, you'll see it there. So that's, that's what I use um, for the vibes. And that's how I use the blades as well. Okay. Uh, and one more thing about the, the vibes these days in, on the market, there are the Samiki, uh, Samiki, the Samaki Vibalicious blades. And they've taken it the extra step. They're probably the best uh, blades on the market these days. They've got um, the fork tail version and the thumber tail. The thumber tail is the one that has both actions of a plastic and as a vibe. So whereas the Jackal Trans Am that I was using only basically just glides down to the bottom. So I've actually watched it um, glide down with no tension because it's a Japanese lure, these things are just weighted properly. So 
they they kind of swim down and track in a circular curved arc to the bottom if you don't put tension on. So that's great. They don't, they don't flip over or anything, but there's one problem with it. It seems to drop that little bit too quick for my liking because I'm just basically lifting the lure up pretty much instantly when it's doing that. But these days with these Samaki Vibalicious ones, they've got the they've got the paddle tail on the end of it too. So like I said, they call these the thumper tail and on the way down, it's like a plastic with a beating tail and on the way up, it's vibrating like the Jackal Trans Am. Best of both worlds, can't go wrong. Um, Jews get caught on them. I was fishing with Joel like a couple of years ago and he was using those when they first came out and it was no surprise. He caught um, he caught a Jew on that one. So I, I caught it on... I think it was like a Z-Man plastic. And then he caught some on um, on the Vibalicious, on the small one. on uh, Yeah, the smaller size. Not the 100, but the smaller one, the Thumper Tail. Uh, trying to remember the colors because I know you guys would want the colors. I think it was the, the silver one. The silver clear one with the glitter. So pretty much white with glitter throughout it. I'm sure you'll, you'll know which one I'm talking about if you looked it up. Um, yeah, that one. And also the brown one also, the brown glitter one. The brown glitter one works very, very well. Okay, Steve Griffiths says, I used to buy my bloods from that shop, uh, Lions Road, Drummond, how much? Oh, okay, yeah. So, tackle shop down that way. Okay, Boar George's. Okay, so that's not me. Okay, let's let's keep going here. Michael, Jermaine has um, laid down the law. Thank you very much, Michael. <laughs> very good. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Um, I think you've scared him off now. Okay. So let's let's keep going. So where where's the question? So we've got a lot of comments here. So Adam Derbis says, can you yeah, so I think he's been dealt with now, so it's all good there. Okay, let me just get rid of that one. I Nox a good guy. Nox a good guy. So I'm just gonna hide that because we don't need to incite um more comments here. Okay. All right, wh where's the question, guys? Where's the question? Okay, so <clears throat> all right. So let, let, let me just plug my channel while I'm looking for a question. Guys, if you're new here, I'm Shroom. Subscribe to the channel. Um, I put out a new video every single Thursday without fail. And I hope to continue to do so. You can find me on my social medias. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And if you want to support me in other ways, you can become a Shroom Club member. Click the join button on my page. And then you can um, find the details there on some of the perks that you that you get. I put the lowest tier possible at, I think it was only like a dollar fifty. That was the lowest YouTube would let me put it at because ultimately I just wanted to give features to you guys. It's just features that they're giving to the, to some um, creators. So that's why I'm making use of it. Not every, you'll see most people don't have this option, but I don't, for some reason they've given it to me. So it stands to reason that if I want more features that I have to make use of them basically. So that's why I've got it on there. All right, so Vaz1984, I haven't found a question yet, so he's just replied to Lisa J, and he says, you let it sink, wind, slack, then slowly lift the rod tip to get the vibration. Yeah, perfect advice there, perfect. Reel, reel the slack in and lift tip. Uh, again, a repeat. Yeah, it doesn't have to be rocket science. These vibes, easier to use than plastics. It's just that you got to balance it out with the weight of your wallet because <laughs> the vibes will hit the snags a hundred times easier. They'll hit the fish about 10 times easier, but they'll hit every snag. The more expensive the, the vibe, the more likely they won't let go of the bottom, unfortunately there. Okay. Um, okay. So Ibrahim Ismail says, what's a good light gear rod? 
Um, let's let's go through some. Um, so I've I've got a like a little document here. So let's go find it out. So what's your price bracket? So I'll just go through some. Hang on. Yeah, I might as well go through some. Let's not find out what the price bracket is. So some current rod recommendations of mine. 2020 Zodius. Um, four to eight pounds, seven foot. Covered. You're covered for brim. You're covered for flathead. Um, if you hook onto a like a like a bycatch, like a salmon, like a big tailor, a jewfish, trevally, kingfish, you you you'll have a fighting chance at four to eight pound, three hundred bucks. That's what that's what it sets you back right now. Uh, TD Black Itchy Twitchy, that one's a pretty good one too. I've still got the original generation first or oh, generation black first um the first edition. I've now snapped the tip off because I was fishing um <laughs> I was fishing for carp. And somebody hooked up to a big carp and I just like, obviously I'm fishing in the dark, started running and then tripped over a couple of rods and there goes the tip. So unfortunately there goes my uh, Gen Black, but this is like the latest um, version of it. It's a one to five to four kilogram rod, six foot 10, same length as my one. The rating slightly changed. I've, I've had a fish of it besides from the, you know, the more sturdy, but it seems to be a good rod at $200. Um, another rod, the Atomic Arrows Brim. There's several in the range there. At 160 bucks, I keep seeing people uh, recommend these ones as well, everywhere on, um, you know, on social media, Facebook. There's always people saying Atomic Arrows, great rod. I've I've had a few of them, very good too. Um, some other ones that people don't mention, 13 Fishing Envy Black. There's a new 2020 edition. I think that one's coming out if it hasn't come out already. So keep an eye, keep an eye out on that one. I've, I've, um, I fished the Envies, the older ones, great rods. Um, really good. NS Black Hole Amp 2, 150 bucks in, in, you know, in the four to eight, seven foot. If you want to go cheaper, there's the Daiwa TD Hyper, one and a half to three kilogram, seven foot, 130 bucks. I'm not too sure, but I think Moonman had one. So Moe, so I think he had one. I think he's got no problem. He had no problems with that rod. I've I've felt that rod. It's a good rod. It's got the like I, I think in my previous stream I've I've said that some of these lower end Daiwa rods are pretty good because they're still using the HVF blank, which you're getting all the way through to the Saltiga rods. Now it's not exactly the same. I think the the wrapping's different these days. They're doing some kind of HVF Nano Nano Plus or whatever it's called. The technology but if it's hvf it's like 98 percent carbon can't go wrong best bang for buck um a couple more I'll, I'll, I'll stop after a few more samaki skitch x four to eight pounds seven foot that's at about 110 and if you really need to go down all the way you can always get the fluger try on that's the rod i started with fluger try on 140 bucks but you can get them like pretty much on special on a, in a lot of places at 80 bucks, super cheap, uh, good entry level rod and the Daiwa Ed X also at 80 bucks. So if, if you're going in that price range, have, you know, check out, check out those two rods, the Fluger Tryon being the one that I started on. So like plenty of good rods out there, but you know, I use that one. I can say that that's a pretty decent rod, especially for the price. You can't go wrong. Um, when I, when I, when I bought mine, I think I paid about a hundred or 110 bucks for that rod now it's 80 at 80 bucks so and they've updated it a few times too so very good all right okay so here we go let's go find something else here 
Okay, so <clears throat> let's go find some questions here. So what's your favorite fishing spot? <laughs> plenty of plenty of plenty of fishing spots. Plenty of fishing spots all over the river. Um if I if I had a favorite fishing spot, then I'd basically make all my videos in the one spot. But as you can see, they're all over the all over the place. Because um it could be good today. A better spot. Well, a different spot might fish better tomorrow. So all right, here we go. So um, here we go. So Lachlan, okay, so he's saying something. I must have missed his question. Project Dark says, how do I join? I'm not too sure what that's about. Okay, o Owen Douglas is replying to something. He says, how do your reels rust just wash them? Okay, <laughs> all right. Oh yeah, here we go. DS Coins, he says, hey Shrim, is the Daiwa Ed X spinning combo good for light bait fishing? Uh, no reason why it wouldn't be. Um, but generally, if you're going to predominantly use a rod for bait fishing, you can go even cheaper than that and go for a composite or a fiberglass rod. A fiberglass rod because um, if you're bait fishing, that rod's generally left on the ground or in the holder. And like I said earlier tonight, I snapped my rod because I put it down, carp fishing, and I ran and I tripped over it. So if you do that with a fiberglass rod, no problems. That It's not snapping. Plus... Yeah, you don't need that extra sensitivity as well because you're not really working lures. So you can save a few few extra bucks and keep that, you know, keep that for another purchase. All right. Moonman Fishing, he says, where did NBD come from in your Instagram username? Always been curious. Uh, no bad days. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. Yeah, I have a lot of fun when I'm fishing. There's not such thing as a bad day. Um... It stands, it's, it's actually like, um, it's like a term in skateboarding for a never been done. So when something like a trick or an obstacle, someone does a trick over it, like a set of stairs and everyone's seen it, but no one's done that particular trick. Then they say, oh, that that's NBD. That's not been done before. It's like, it's like credit. You're getting credit for something. No one's done before. You're the first, you're the pioneer. So that's what it comes from. So yeah, that might tell you what else I do in my spare time, guys. <laughs> I don't think I've ever mentioned that before. So good question, Moonman. You got something out of me there for, for everyone to, <laughs> to now know about. Okay. All right. Next question here. Let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. All right. KB, KB Fishing Adventure says, love the Daiwa TD Black Rods. Only got, them, only got one at the moment and just sold my TD uh, Hyper Baitcaster. Yeah, you can't you, you you can't go wrong there. You can't go wrong with those rods. All right, guys, we're gonna go for a couple more questions here. So, hope you guys are enjoying enjoying the stream. So, DS Coins says, "What size hook shook hook shook?" Okay, now I'm just lost here. All right, let me put that up. I so, say, "What size hook should I use for bait fishing?" Brim, thanks. Uh, you can go slightly bigger hooks as well um, when you're bait fishing rather than lure fishing because you don't want to deep hook them. If you give them a few more seconds and you're not striking, they could swallow it down. And I, I mean, I don't know whether you're keeping them for a feed, but generally, yeah, good idea to go slightly, slightly bigger. I'd say go a 1-0, a 1-0 hook or, or size, yeah, so, yeah, 1-0 or size 1, so, something around there. You could go circles. I like using octopus hooks. Um, that's what I would be using if I was bait fishing for brim. You could you could go bigger as well. So, yeah, big slightly bigger hooks than what you would use for lure fishing. For lure fishing, just for comparison's sake, I'm using size size two. So size two, and then it goes like size one, and then like one ot two ot, or you know one o two o, 
um, however way you want to say it. So I'll say 1-0. 1-0 is a good size there. Octopus. All right. A couple more questions here, guys. A couple more questions. So get your questions in. Get your questions in. All right. Um, all right. So we got, we, got, we got some things here. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't worry too much about those comments, guys. It's... No, it's you know it's not going to bother us. We've had a we've had a good stream. There's always going to be um, like I always tell tell everyone. There's always going to be um, comments like that. Even if I put up a video of me say or like say somebody put up a video of somebody saving somebody from death in front of a car and push them out of the way, you're going to get you know a thousand likes and then they'll, you'll still get some dislikes. That's just how the world works. So. You know, so long as, you know, the most people are enjoying the show, that's that's what happened. You know, that's what matters to me. So, yeah, thank, thanks for being here, guys. So, yeah, don't, don't worry too much about it. All right. Okay, so we've got a, got a couple more questions here. Okay, all right. No, we don't have a few more questions here. All right, so w let's go for w one more question. Who's got one more question for me? Let's do one more question to end, end the stream on a good note. Who, who's got a question coming up? Okay, because I, I don't see... I don't, okay, there we go. Thank you, Muhammad. Thank you, Muhammad Thieb. Sorry if I've uh, butchered your name. And he says, what rod should I get for using lures? All right, so I've just gone through that. You might have to go back about five minutes. Now, if you're... Uh, okay, you know what? I'll just quickly summarize. Entry-level rod. Go check out... Um, Go check out the Fluger Tryon at 80 bucks or the Daiwa Ed X at 80 bucks or any other rod in the 80 buck range. Shimano, Sonic Pro. Um, there's a few other ones. Choose your brand. Every brand has their um, rod, um, has their product in that price bracket under the $100 bracket. That's a very popular bracket. If you want to go a bit higher, then maybe go for the TD Black, the Shimano Jewel or... Um, what else? Atomic Arrows at about 160. The, your, your options pretty much open up within about the 150 bracket. And if you're going to about $200 bracket, you're looking at the, like the mid, the mid, um, the lower mid range. And that's when you can start looking into things such as like the Zodius. I think the runout Zodius should be in the $200. The new ones, the 2020 edition is in the 300s. The TD Black Itchy Twitchy, great rod. I'd probably get one if I didn't have my Gen Black. Um, yeah, so yeah, I can't think of any more examples, but that should be more than enough. Okay. All right. One last question, guys. Here we go. Um, okay. So this one's a long comment here. Okay. Let, let's answer Richard's question. Richard says, yo, Shroom, love the videos. I fish in Sydney every weekend and weekdays when I can. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Trying to get my first Jew, bro. What's the best spot you can recommend? Okay. So I, I can't recommend a spot. I have talked in my earlier streams how to choose a spot. So go check out some of the earlier streams on what to look for. I think I went through about half an hour just talking about that. You'll see it in the title where I mentioned that one. And also it says, I usually go around Dremoyne Ways and city, uh, Sydney City. Okay, so um, I've caught Jews east, east of Dremoyne. Okay, but west of Dremoyne, also good. So if you go to my videos, one of the pieces of advice that I said was fish channels that are narrow, fish channels that are narrow, such as bridges, you can't go wrong. Um, so that's what you'll do if you're out west. When you're out east, fish headlands or areas with deep drops. It's not hard to work out if you're flicking around three-eighth ounce, half-ounce lures 
you just have to count how many seconds the lure takes to hit the ground. And yeah, that's, that's my advice there. Um, that should have you covered for pretty much Parramatta River City Harbour system. Okay. Okay. All right. So here we go. All right, guys. Thank you very much for all your time. I had a great time um, running this live stream. So this is like number eight on that podcast uh, live stream show. Hope you guys had a good time. To end it off, I'm Shroom. Subscribe to the channel if you're new here. You know, I appreciate each and one of you that have been here tonight. You can find me on Instagram if you want to keep, um, you know, keep asking me questions. You can ask me on Facebook. I'm also on TikTok. Of course, YouTube. I read all the comments. Anytime you guys put that down. If you want to support me in further ways, you can always become a Shroom Club member. That's enabled on my channel. You just have to click the join button. Um, all the perks are listed there. So you guys can have a look at that. Get emojis, emoticons. Just a, you know, a little bit of fun there if you, if you so choose. And of course, the super chat system that is enabled throughout these live streams. All right, guys. Thank you very much. I'm going to have another video up on the Thursday. Thanks for all your support as always. And I'll catch you in the next fishing video on the Thursday. Have a good evening, guys.